0: So, what happens when one of my podcast listeners accepts my invitation to be my podcast guest? Well, it becomes all about you. That's what. So, to recap this craziness, uh, on my birthday episode, I revisited the gratitude that I have had for this past year of doing podcasts. And I um, I had to celebrate by making sure that I actually put one out on my birthday. It wasn't a full episode. And it came out actually even in the mi- middle of the week because my birthday wasn't on a Tuesday. <laughs> Anyway, um, in that I spoke just from my heart and I shared about how much joy I get from what I call visiting with people. I think visiting is maybe a southern term. I have family, you know, that hang out and. <clears throat> have hung out in southern regions and are from that, but they always would refer to sitting down and talking with another person. Like, oh, we just had a nice visit. So I really, really do love visiting. And after I said that so, oh, impromptu, it stuck with me that why don't I open up an opportunity to get a chance to visit with some of you. So I've added that element to the podcast. And I opened up an invitation last week for anyone who wanted to to email me and let me know that they would be willing to be a guest on the Terry Summers podcast. And in fact, that is exactly what happened. I am so tickled. I will continue to extend that invitation. But today I have my very first Audience participant that accepted the invitation for me to interview her. Now, here's a little pinch of a backstory. As I'm sure you can imagine, there are many people that listen to me that know me, and this gal does know me. But here's the twist we have not spoken in many decades. Well, many made me sound really, really old. I think it's fair to say we haven't really spoken in at least three decades, more like three and a half. However, she is a listener to the podcast, so she reached out to me, and we'll share kind of how that connection went, but she accepted my invitation, and it was super cool. So I did not have an agenda. I didn't give her any questions ahead of time. I just wanted us to have a fresh conversation where she and I, a listener of the Terry Summers podcast, and myself got to sit down and visit. There we go. I heard that. So you have like something fancy on your side that says this meeting is being recorded, unless that was on mine. Nonetheless, listen, people, I have the coolest thing happening right now. Oh my goodness. I was just saying to this person that I'm going to introduce in a second that this podcast has been such a joy for me um, for so many reasons. And right now is one of the coolest reasons ever. I got a burr up my butt, as I mentioned to you just prior to, uh, visiting with this person right now that I wanted to open up an opportunity and let some of my listeners, um, be interviewed to be guests on my podcast. And I got an, uh, a reach out, a response last week from someone actually, that I know, but I didn't know was listening to my podcast. And um, she is a friend of mine from when we were itty bitties. Well, not itty bitties, but we were kind of. We went to high school together. We went to church together. And I knew her as Tina Wassenauer. Tina, tell me your new last name. Cambrian. Cambrian, which is super pretty as well. So is Wassenauer. So, <laughs> Tina. You heard my offer to be
1: a podcast guest. And what did you think? I instantly thought that would be fun, but that's not me. I don't have anything to add to a podcast. That's what I thought. Um, But then I responded because something else that you said resonated with me. And that's what I responded to. And then when you said, are you going to take me up on my offer? I was just like, <laughs> yes. And so then it was settled. I, <laughs> I didn't expect myself to so readily say yes, but Hey, it must've been in there. Well, you know what I
0: want to say right now, as I'm looking at you and listening to you talk and I have been, because as everyone probably knows on the podcast, I spend a little bit of time uh, visiting and connecting with the person that's going to be the guest as soon as I press record. So we've had a couple moments together, but you are just as cute and darling as you were. Yes. Yes. I mean, your face is as youthful and your energy in your eyes and your voice is just like I recall you. But this is such a gift because I would never have anticipated that you and I would be in a one-on-one all these years later. So yes. that is so cool. But since we're going off the cuff, We do not have an agenda, y'all. I haven't given her questions. She asked for them, and I ignored that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You absolutely did. I was like, okay, then.
0: But I ignored it only because I didn't want to put – I wanted you to be able – I wanted us to be able just to visit because I think that's what's so cool about – The idea that I had, if I do say so myself, is I really love visiting and I get to visit with someone I haven't talked to in a handful of decades. I think it's fair that we can say that. Um, But when you said you responded, let's just go off with this. When you said you responded to something else that I had said, what was that? Let's share with everybody.
1: Okay. Uh, You had mentioned, you were just talking about you, 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 and it was almost a side thing, but you said that why do we as women never put ourselves first or like we want something. And so we just do that. We always base our decisions and what we do off of who else it will benefit. Is this good for my family? Is this good for my kids, for my job, whatever, without really saying, is this, is this good for me? And that was just like, Uh, it just fully resonated with me. It was just like, that's exactly what you should have been thinking about all this time. And um, it just, it stood out to me and I was like, yes, sister, you go (laughs) tell it, (laughs) tell it. So um, that's, that's what I responded to. But I was listening to your, your request, and I was just kind of like, I don't know. I'm not interesting, but oh you hush
0: (laughs) right there you are like you're when you responded to me about that in the um in the social media Mm -hmm. um section and you know you commented um off of a post the way that you cut to the chase was so so clear and succinct and I was like wow she's a sharp cookie I knew you were a sharp cookie always but I mean I just It was, you You kind of took what I had been saying, and I have been saying that for a long time. I don't know if you have the opportunity to listen to my very first episode, which was a year ago on my birthday, it wasn't a full episode. I think it was like eight minutes, but I basically forced myself to say, you're going to do this. This is something you really want to do, and why I had to force myself, I'm not so sure, and I'd love to talk with you about that, but- it, it, let's just say you had asked me, Tina, to do your podcast. I would have knocked myself out to do your podcast for you. You know, yes. I would have. Or yes. and it, like I even use an example of if somebody cast me in the show, I am all in. But in terms of generating things, because it's something that resonates with me, and and originates with me, for my sake it is hard for me to do like it doesn't even make the it doesn't
1: even get a circle me for a long while how about you same same um reaching i mean just a a little example i have grown so much i i am so much more comfortable with myself today than i was back those um handful of decades we knew each other before (laughs) um (laughs) But I go way back to this, I go way back. When we were in high school, our church was a very uh, robust music program, robust drama department, you know, at school, everything. And I watched you guys and I I admired you so much. And I went to auditions. I went to auditions at Montclair High and, and even at the church. And then I left and I did an audition because I just, I was like, I'm not good. I'm. A, this is. I'm. I'm not all of these other people. They're so much better than me. Okay. Bye. But oh. <laughs> that's actually, you know, all these times that we don't just follow our hearts. Um, mm-hmm. It. It. It still. Obviously, it came up so quickly to my memory. These are things that, if I have any regrets in my life, I think it's from that. I think it's from not just going for it and doing things I wanted to do without looking at how other people judged me um, and, and what I was doing. And that ruled my life for a lot of years. I was very shy. always felt very awkward because I didn't put myself out there. But I'm, I'm much better now. <laughs> so you
0: think that one of the reasons that you hesitated or that you made a decision not to or withdrew had to do mostly with what people were thinking of you?
1: Yes. I mean, that was a big part of it, but also it's like a, such a, it comes from my heart. You know, when, when I, when I sing, I was eventually on the worship team, you know, and other kind of things like that. But when I sing, it's like exposing my whole inner self. And, um, I don't think I was capable of, allowing my inner self to be judged Mm. you know what i mean i to it to just rip that out of myself and and be up on stage because i was such a shy kid that it was just like to do that and then face rejection or you know disregard or something like that i i would feel like It's me. It's disregarding me as Tina, the whole person, and not what I just did in the last five minutes. You know what I mean? Interesting. So now you're going to make me really think about me.
0: Even though I probably was not outwardly as shy as you say you were, though that is not my dominant memory of you. Really? that you say that but i am inside and okay. i so i am now wondering hearing you break this down by the way we just jumped in the deep end right anytime <laughs> least any time okay. but, what i do uh, i think that i wonder now if the things that i have done that are quote unquote out there that if i was mostly doing those because someone else opened a door for me or invited me into it. So mm-hmm. I was exercising that part of me that's kind of um, separate from the real me. Yes. But then let's just take what you just said, that if the real me, the sh- the realist me, I guess I should say, the shyer mm-hmm. me was always evaluating then. Do I want to do this thing that I really do for those same reasons Mm -hmm. you just shared before we go any further we can i'm going to make a little note so i can come back to this and i also want (laughs) to check the time because i know you have an appointment but um we're good um, go back (laughs) i'm gonna say the deep end (laughs) Um, so as much as you want to share what from the time that you and i saw each other last which we just recounted there was a little flip of seeing each other but in mm-hmm. terms of us you know being e- in each other's worlds what has transpired in your life what all what all happened
1: to the Tina Wassenauer that I did? <laughs> Tina Wassenauer got married um just a year after high school and um I've had three beautiful girls um Heather Amy and Alicia they don't know that I'm doing this so <laughs> too bad for them <laughs> if they didn't want me to say their names, (laughs) there they are. Um, that I love dearly, dearly. They're the best girls. I I can't imagine having better kids. We, I got through their teen years. We had no police. (laughs) We had no major blowups. We, I mean, there was the, arguing and fighting, especially with teenage girls, three teenage girls in the house at one time. There's, it it was noisy, but we never had the screaming, I hate you. You know what I mean? Or that we didn't have that. There was, maybe they remember it differently, but I remember them being very good girls, (laughs) fun, super fun, really glad I had daughters. Um, then, um, because the marriage was so soon after high school and there was a great level of immaturity, Um, that marriage fell apart, but I treasure it because I had my three daughters. Yeah. Um, uh, about, I think about a year after that, that marriage fell apart, I met my now husband, but we didn't, you know, we didn't get married right away because of the trauma basically that my girls had gone through. So we got married in 1998, uh, raised the kids. Um, and now I have Four amazing granddaughters. Wow. Um, yeah, Heather has um, Phoebe and Poppy, and Phoebe is oh my
0: gosh, seven. I those
1: <laughs> yes, um, Phoebe's seven, and Poppy is one. She in her birthday's in January. There's a cool story about that too. I'll get to that. Um, and then Amy, my second daughter, has Taylor and Maxine who go by Tay and Max. Oh, I love and it. Tay is eight and Max um is just about to turn one eh, on the twenty-sixth of this month. Wow, so, so they have sort of similar age. They do. They have they call each other sister cousins. Really? Yeah. Oh. Phoebe and Tay. Phoebe and Tay are um seven and eight, and then uh, Poppy and Max are only um, almost six months apart, a little bit less than six months apart. So um, that is the joy of my life. Anybody who's listening out there, do not kill your children because (laughs) they (laughs) have the potential to give you grandchildren, and that makes it all worthwhile. As much as you might want to strangle them today, don't do it. Because then you for surely won't have grandkids. <laughs> That's my public service announcement for the day. Um, but <laughs> the cutest story about Poppy and um, this is this is more deep end business, but more just emotional. My mom um, went through a lot of health struggles. and um, before she passed, my oldest daughter asked her, you know, what should I name my next baby?" And, um, my mom said Paul, which is my dad's name. Oh, um, but then she was having a girl. So, um, when my dad was young, a little guy, his mom called him Poppy. And so (laughs) that was, um, that's where Poppy got her name. Her middle name is Marie, which is my mom's
0: story.
1: And then another story to it. Her middle name is Marie, which is my mom's middle name and my middle name. But she was also born on my mom's birthday. Oh, how she sweet. Was, yeah, so my mom named her, and she was born on my mom's birthday. So my mom is still very much involved. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind me asking,
0: how long ago did your mother pass away?
1: Um, it'll be three years in September.
0: Oh, so still kind of new. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I, you know, yeah. Yeah. But we're good. Yeah. You know, she, it was her choice. She, she, um, was in and out of the hospital for about a year as a long, dramatic, but story. And if you know me, you can look at my Facebook and see all the old posts. But, um, she just said, I, I'm done. I'm done with hospital. I'm done with everything. So she came home on hospice. We brought her home, and it was honestly, the best thing we could have done for her. My mom was the most social person. She loved being around people. She loved seeing people and talking to people, um, and parties were her favorite. And when she made that choice, we took her home and we put her bed in the living room. And um, friends, family, everybody, we had a full house for a good two weeks. And um, it was beautiful. You're making my eyes water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah it was a beautiful thing. idea
0: of putting i mean i got choked up when i heard you say you you put her bed in the living room because I, <laughs> my heart kind of knew where this might be going yeah but what a gift right
1: yes absolutely and oh, wow. i know that she loved it um because she said that you know for as long as she was alert um it was her choice and she would smile and she she just loved it and um you know, uh, it was it was hard, but I can't imagine ha- doing it any other way. I cannot imagine
0: yeah. it. I, being I, done I, in I mean, way. just hearing what you shared a little bit, I uh yeah. And then your mother's decision to say, "Listen, I'm done."
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: So honoring of herself. Mm-hmm. Um. I, so, um, I didn't have children. Um, and that's a story for another time. But um, having children at 19 tell yeah. me this is a two-part question tell okay. me about that in as much as you can sum that up yeah and then also tell me how your mother um affected that your mothering at a young age and then all the way through
1: well you just i don't know how you know how to get right to the right to the meat of a thing, (laughs) but, um, you did. So, um, I got married at 19. I, I, um, my, uh, first daughter was born, she was born a week after I turned 21. Wow. So, um, I was a baby and, um, I was raising a baby. I was really good with snuggling and cuddling and all that stuff. Um, but I wasn't good with, uh, the all the responsibility part I wasn't a bad mom don't get me wrong I was the best mom just kidding I wasn't But, um, <laughs> I but love um, how honest and free <laughs> and transparent you're being because I'm going to
0: connect with people so
1: well, go ahead good okay so um I barely knew how to take care of myself at that age um I, I, running a household, you know, all that stuff. I just, it was overwhelming and it was hard. It was hard. Um, I tried, uh, I tried really hard (laughs) and their dad was around. He was there. um, He was, I used to call him the play dad. You know, um, he wasn't about baths or discipline or, you know, any of that stuff, but playing with the kids, he was really good at that. Um, I stressed. I stressed and um, I, I yelled, I yelled a lot when I, not when they were babies, of course, they don't know what they're doing when they're babies. But as they started to get a little bigger, I was, I was just getting frazzled and I'm not proud of the fact that I did that. Um, My, my husband now helped a lot with, with that. And I'm so grateful that, that he's here and that he just jumped in to help with that. Um, there was never a shortage of, of love, though. I was always very loving to them. in, in my memory, <laughs> don't have them on your podcast, please. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but then uh, with my mom, my mom uh, helped a lot. And my kids, that's one thing. You can have them on a podcast to talk about their grandma. Um, they love her. They loved her with every ounce of their being. Um, and she loved them the same. Um, but she, I had to work. Um, I, it's just a fact of life. I did. Um, she picked those girls up from school every day, um, and kept them either at her house or at my house until I got home from work. They didn't have to go into childcare. Um, if, if they had a day off school, you know, for whatever reason, that wasn't a holiday. (laughs) Um, she would take them. She, 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 uh, I think that's where, um, the loving part came in. She was always a very affectionate mom and she was a very affectionate grandma. Um, when she she had a suburban that she drove and when she picked them up, she always had snacks, candy or snacks or something in the car for the kids when, when they got home. Um, so she was very involved in their lives and she helped me immensely. Um, with just getting the things done that I had to get done and, um, making sure that they were well cared for (laughs) and being around as I matured enough to, well, I didn't have to take over, you know, I don't even know what I meant, but as, as I matured, let's say that as I matured and, um, grew up myself, she was there to help along, um, with the kids, things like that. So I think I'm being a little hard on myself right now, but well, I mean, you know, (laughs) I, I, I,
0: that goes with the territory we were talking about (laughs) earlier. You know, we just, um, our own stiffest critics. What, what would you say being a mother that young in your life? Because I know many others do take on that load. Um, and are probably going to hear you loud and clear what what did it keep you from doing if anything
1: um you know i don't know if it kept me from doing anything <clears throat> except maybe getting in trouble <laughs> like, oh, <wow>. you know <laughs> um i had children before i read. well I had just reached the legal drinking age and you can't do that when you're pregnant. Right. Um, so I was a mom, so I, I, I wasn't a partier. I didn't, um, I didn't go out. I didn't uh, get crazy. I didn't experiment with a lot of things that, that younger kids experiment with. So they actually saved me from that. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of glad of it, you know? Um, but I don't really think I missed out on much and to actually flip it uh, to flip That's that question. Asked um, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm young enough that um, I'm on the floor with my grandkids we're crawling around, we're running around outside. Um, we're able to have fun and, and do things. And my husband and I, you know, we're empty nesters. And so we're able um, to, to, have our, our time. We, he came into my life when I already had kids. And so we missed out on, on that um, bonding time, that honeymoon time, I guess, so to speak, uh, before the kids come. So, but we have that now and, you know, we're young enough to enjoy it, um, mature enough not to be stupid. (laughs) Um, So there were very hard days. I am not going to lie. There were very hard days, but all in all, I'm happy. I feel good. I feel good about where I am, about how my girls turned out. They're amazing. Um I don't I don't want to go out and say I would if I had to do it over, I would do it exactly the same because I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I would wait. I would wait till I was more financially stable. I was, you know, um but that's what happened and I I don't regret. I don't regret any any piece of it. So you, you did
0: admit that you're possibly being a little hard on yourself. So let's bring some balance back to it. What are some of your favorite things about you as a mother?
1: Wow. You're asking hard questions now, Terry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Favorite things about me as a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think just the, the, that I was loving, that I was, um, I was affectionate. Uh, You know, I still, my nose is turning red and my eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I still, uh, you know, tell, tell them I love them every time I talk to them. Um, and it it goes both ways, but they, you know, we've got to that rolling eyes stage, you know, when they were teenagers and young adults and stuff. And so now we just say love, you know <laughs> love, love, uh that's easier for them but um uh, yeah i think that's my favorite part um i i wasn't a super strict mom i probably could have been stricter but i do love that i i was able to choose my battles and i chose i the the hills that my husband and i as parents were willing to die on were the ones regarding character you know um, are you being kind are you lying are you, you know those are the those were the things that we focused on um i didn't scream and yell about making beds and doing chores and i might have i could have been a little harsher on that you know made it easier for them as they grew but that's, that's how it went um but um yeah i i am glad for the affection and the love that we were able to show each other over the years.
0: I think that's my favorite. Um, That's beautiful. It really is. And I'm so glad I asked. (laughs) Um, I, I would like to know since you and I started off this rekindling of our connection um, and having you come on the podcast, from the observation that you made in me and you've agreed that you kind of occupy a similar space, but if what things or thing or something that you have not sought after or put yourself out over or still would have on a, I hope I could someday do this, or I would never tell anybody, but since Terry has me on my (laughs) podcast, I'm going to say it now that you would, like to see transpire in your life
1: hmm. that's a hard question that's a really hard question I do think I'm living authentically right now um during COVID I got my bachelor's degree I did that for me I, did, I, I didn't I neglected to mention that before um I i decided you know what it's time it's really time so i had all these reasons all these excuses holding me back all this time you know first i was a young mom i didn't have time which i didn't um but then it was the cost it was this it was that and um and then i started telling myself this story about how well you know retirement is not too far off you know so taking out student loans and, and everything right now you're not going to reap you know you're not going to get that return on investment so let's just not bother but um i want i want more for myself i want to move up in my career i want to be promoted i want to do more things the way the way i always say it i want to make a difference i want to make a difference in my company and in my job and and how i um reach people and the way to do that was to get my degree And so I used our, my tuition reimbursement at work and, you know, and that kind of thing. And, um, and I did it, I did it online. I did it very quickly. I surprised myself, but then again, I have all these years of experience under my belt. So I imagine, I mean, it was hard. It was hard studying all the time. I think that's probably easier for the young people, but with, with such a foundation with my career and everything and getting a business degree, um, I felt like that gave me a leg up compared to young kids who haven't been in the business field, you know, and seen how things work and, and gotten to know things. So again, you know, I, I, I talked to myself out of it for so long. And then this last year I said, you know what, I'm doing that. And I finished it in March. And I'm very proud of myself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to clap for you. Thank you. Yeah, that Thank you.
0: So, so, so cool. Tell us, Tell us what field you are working in that you're in. Oh, yeah,
1: you. <clears throat> I work for IEHP, um, that's Inland Empire Health Plan in California. We're a Medicaid Medicare health plan in uh, Riverside and San Bernardino County. And so every member of our health plan is, um, is a disadvantaged, socially disadvantaged person, either due to financial um, or diagnoses or age or a- anything, but they're all disadvantaged and it gives me such a joy to serve that community. Mm. And now I'm getting teared up, <laughs> but we really do. The company, we do the right thing. That's our motto actually, is do the right thing. We're a nonprofit. So it's not about making money off wow. of medical stuff. Um, <clears throat> so in what way do you serve them?
0: Can you explain that just a little bit to educate? Cause that sounds like an oxymoron a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> this nonprofit out there doing the right thing in the well, medical community.
1: Right. Well, because we are, um, we're run, we're run, I guess, we're a County uh, company. So we're, I don't, I'm not employed by the County. We're, you know, an independent company. But um, we have a board of directors made up of Riverside and San Bernardino County supervisors. Um, but if you're listening and you live in Riverside or San Bernardino County and you need help, contact IEHP because it, it is. It's all about the members, and they also take care of their team members as well. It's it, it truly is a joy to work for a company that has the greater good at its core. It gives me joy. The work there so when you say that you're living authentically
0: i believe you is there, and you said it was a hard question uh-huh. is there anything hanging out there in the peripheral that you would like to do if not career-wise just something in you whether it would be a movie that you haven't seen or um you know an adventure of some kind whatever
1: mm-hmm. Gosh. Um. If not, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> um, the one thing that the the first thing that came to mind, so I guess, again, it it must be still in there. Um, when I was taking care of my mom and going through this rigmarole that was her last few years, it was a huge roller coaster. And um, I realized at that time that elderly folks need an advocate they need, you know, it it, navigating them, the healthcare system, um, is, is huge. And I know that my mom could not with the issues that she had, she could not have been educated. She couldn't, I mean, she was educated, but she would not have been able to understand the process. There were so many things that, that we had to do and, um, get done and, um, Take care of, and I just don't. I came to know that these people, elderly people or disadvantaged people, they would need an advocate. They need somebody that's going to jump in and and help them out. And um, I said at the time that if if money wasn't an issue um, or in retirement, that being an advocate for healthcare would that's what I would do if I had the opportunity. Well- so that might be my my next life, career, career life.
0: So really, you're an angel. And so what you are, I just see, I, I'll tell you, girl, I, I was excited to spend time with you today. And I, you know, I talked to my husband before I came in here. He asked, you know, what was going on today in the podcast, but I just feel so treated to you, you know, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I want to honor the fact that I know you have an appointment coming up. So one more question. Um, I'm That's gonna.
1: You're okay. in good shape. We're a regular
0: shape. thing on um, the on the uh, interviews that I do with people that you know want to accept my invitation. It's something that I have done, and I might include it always. I've done for a handful of years. It's called Terry Time. And it means that it's my time and it's my rules. I don't have to play, but I hope you do. Uh, And I just am going to give you a scenario and you can fill in the blanks. Okay. Okay. So here's, and this is the one I tend to start out with. It's kind of basic, but Mm -hmm. not really. So, and there is no right or wrong answer. This is all about you. okay? Okay. Okay. Right now. Right. As we finish up this podcast and you finish up your appointment Mm -hmm. a limo will be waiting for you outside your residence okay um and it has someone in the limo someone someone's and you will be going to some place in this limo and no restrictions there either other than it can't go through the water. It might be taking you somewhere where you could do things like that. But what I want to know is who is in the limo and where are you going?
1: In about an hour. Okay. That, okay. Uh, well, so there must be pre-planning involved because my daughters and my granddaughters are in the limo. Right. And we are going to the beach. The beach. I was going to say Catalina Island because, you know, we're L.A. County, but you said I can't go through the water.
0: No, you can't go through the water with the limo, but the limo could drop you off. uh,
1: Okay, then, yes, uh, Catalina. We had an excellent family vacation for a week there. We did an Airbnb, and it was the best, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Oh, my
0: goodness. I haven't been to Catalina in so long, so it
1: would be um, three daughters. Four grandchildren, and you know spouses can come too. Yeah. But you okay. know that's that limo <laughs> can be as
0: stretched as it needs to be.
1: <laughs> Catalina, um,
0: what's that song? Twenty-six miles across, twenty-six
1: miles across the sea. Santa Catalina is waiting for me. Mm-hmm.
0: I will say this before I wrap up because it's um, not appropriate, but I got so sick on the return home. <laughs> Of the <laughs> boat ride. At oh, Monday. really? Because the waters are pretty choppy out there. They can but, be, you, but you—you you
1: obviously didn't. That wasn't an issue, or did you fly it? Um, no. We we take the boat. Um, my husband gets extremely motion sick, but we love it there. Yeah. And it is so cool. It's suffer hard, through it's it. Like not. It's like it feels like you're in a foreign. It
0: place. does. You're yeah. far, far
1: away, but you're an hour from. LA. And it makes no sense, but it's just the best. Totally.
0: Well, girl, I am so grateful to get this opportunity and I thank you for being so open and warm and just rolling with me and not needing an agenda. (laughs) I also thank you for reaching out and responding um, to last week's podcast. And I also thank you for just jumping in with both feet and, Um, I would love to stay in touch. We must. Definitely. Um, thank you for educating the audience too on the healthcare element, (laughs) um, because I wouldn't be surprised if you might not get a reach out or two. I hope so. All of the position, it seems like, um, in life with the turn of events with COVID and just recognizing where we really are, you know what Mm I mean? Sometimes you just need to say, I need help. I need help. And then I'm going to be thinking of and praying for that little dream to be an advocate for um, those that are aged, that are challenged, um, and that um, God will open doors for you just at the right time if you are to be used in that. That is just a sweet, sweet hearted thing. And I just know that it will be honored if you head out in that direction. And I wish I could send a limo so that you guys could head out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Academy, but we will have to, uh, we'll have to make sure you follow up on that somehow. But yes. my friend, I thank you so much. Don't go thank away. You. I'm going to end the recording so I could say goodbye to you properly. Okay. But you have been a blessing, and I cannot wait for our audience to get a chance to hear
1: you. Thank you, and, on, and I will. Wait, I want to oh. say sorry. It's okay. It's no, okay. You I don't me. know. I can speak out of turn. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing it for myself. Um, actually, I'm doing it for you this was a joy this was a joy i'm so glad that i said yes and um whoever out there else if you're pondering whether this was fun it was a blast i loved it and you should take a turn that's all (laughs) you can be my promotion
0: team (laughs) (laughs) no i do want to double dare everybody to come you know you and i had a little bit of background um, and I probably have a handful of folks that know me that listen to this, but, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know you in this way. And I haven't right. known you for a handful of decades. It's true. So this was uh, just about as brave and bold as you could get, you know, <laughs> other than being strangers. And we're, we're, we're not that, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Thank you for the kind words, and I too sure. had a blast. Um, okay. This is just my thing, you know. I just love visiting. I love yeah. visiting. I'm on a high right now. Me I'm too. Me too. I'm on a high, I want to eat, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go celebrate. But I really am, and I've loved every minute of it. Sure. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna stop recording, and then I'll say goodbye to you, baby. Okay. Hold okay. on. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my sweet friend, Tina. I am so tickled that you were the first to participate in my invitation to become a podcast guest on the Terry Summers Podcast. And I tell you what, sweetheart, you hit it out of the park. I know that we jumped into the deep end of the pool right away in our conversation, but it was just beautiful and lovely. And it's everything that I love about visiting. And I've got to tell you, my audience, I mean it so sincerely. I know I have loved lovely guests that I will continue to have on and already have people scheduled as I am working out ahead um, and typically do. But please, as Tina mentioned, reach out to me. I would love to visit with you. This is about you and I getting a chance to sit down and talk and enjoy one another and the audience gets to listen in. I know that sometimes I would fall asleep as a little kid to listening to my parents or my grandmother or aunts or what have you visit in the other room. Now, I don't want you falling asleep during the podcast. However, there is something very comforting about listening in. And even in some cases like today, uh, with some minor reminiscing, uh, it's sort of cool just to let people talk and to sit in and be a fly on the wall. So that's what I'm extending to you. Thank you again, Tina. You were just the best and as sweet as I remember. Y'all like and love this podcast. Share it with friends. Comment, if you will. I think there's a notification button that you're supposed to push. All those things that I'm not so great at reminding you about, but I am pretty good at saying this. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You put a little extra spin in my world. (laughs) I'm a big man.